you have one, to the second book of Chronicles, chapter 25. If you don't have a Bible, look on your phone or look on the screen behind me. It will be there. Second Chronicles 25. Kind of a lengthy reading, but we'll try to be as quick as possible here. Second Chronicles 25. Verse number 1, the Bible said Amaziah was 20 and 5 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jehoadan of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but I hope they don't attach such a statement to my Life And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. Now it came to pass when the kingdom was established to him that he slew his servants that had killed the king, his father. Amaziah is put into position, king of Judah. First thing he does, he takes care of all the people of authority. He relieves them of their position permanently. Out of your job, you're coming, but that's not enough. He makes sure they don't have a chance to get back in. He slew his servants that had killed the king, his father, but he slew not their children, but die for the children. Neither shall the children die for the fathers. Aren't you glad for that? But every man shall die for his own sin. That's law. Moreover, Amaziah gathered Judah together and made them captains over thousands, captains of hundreds, according to the houses of their fathers, throughout all Judah and Benjamin. And he numbered them from 20 years old and above and found them 300,000 choice shield. He hired also 100,000 mighty men of valor out of Israel. That's the key point to the, to the scripture setting today. For a 100 talents of silver. But there came a man of God to him saying, O king, let not the army of Israel go with you. For the Lord is not with Israel, to wit, with all the children of Ephraim. But if thou wilt go, do it. Be sure to help and to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do for the hundred talents which I have given to the armies of Israel? And the man of God answered, The Lord is able to give thee much more than Talk about he is able today. Verse 9, he is able. Would you mind praying together this morning? Thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness, the precious content of the word of God. Young men, young ladies, elders of the same God, we ask you to bless our heart, our soul, our mind, and our body. Give us food, and we'll give you all the praise for it, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Would you look at somebody today and say, he is able. You may be seated this morning. What mountains are standing in your way today? What struggles keep coming back up in your personal life? What would you like to start again? Well, according to our text today, God is able. Proverbs 29, Proverbs 29, verse 18, the King James said, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law happy is he. In God's words, translation, without prophetic those who follow God's teaching. 
Now, Amaziah was in the middle of this hall. He served the Lord in part. But when his seat got hot, the rubber met the road, and popularity was on, you know, on the line, he decided to leave his relationship with God and do otherwise. No vision, no life, no obedience, no blessing. I believe that God wants us to be free today. This is not preacher speak. I truly believe that God wants us to be free from any shackles that bind us. Any shackles that bind us. Like spiritual 318, that we should grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. It is the will of God that we not be shackled and hindered from growing in our walk with God. I'm pretty sure today that most of us sitting in this room, most of us standing in this, look at the version of you on January 1, 2022, and look at the way you address things today, deal with issues today. I'm pretty sure there's been growth in your personal life, physical, spiritual, emotional. That's God's plan for us to grow free from the shackles that keep us or hinder us or stunt our growth. There are physical shackles God wants us to be delivered from. Matthew 8, 17 said he bare our sicknesses. He took all of that stuff, our infirmities, our troubles, and sicknesses upon himself. A destruction. How about emotional shackles that cripple us with fear from time to time? Things that just show up in our life that we thought we were over. Paul the Apostle said to, to Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It is not the will of God that we be crippled again and again and again with a stronghold of fear in our life. God wants us to be free from those with these periods, but he wants us to be free from the burden that we call financial bondage. I've told you this so many times, you could tell it to me for me. But I remember being about 40, 42 years old, pastoring this church, minivan, and count because I like the Diet Pepsi, all right? And I remember telling God, I'm doing everything I can. 42 years old, and I'm counting my nickels and dimes because I want to go in and get a 99-cent Big Gulp or whatever it might have been. Now, listen, hard times teach us to appreciate good things. I know that. I know that. If we were given everything as a young child, we'd be like these kids that are movie stars at 9 years old, and all of them are strung out on drugs at 15 and dying at 21. Hard times teach us to appreciate things. But after a while, I go, God, really? Is this abundant life of John 10.10? Can I get to the place in life where I don't have to count my nickels and pennies? I'm not even going to explain that again. If you want to take that wrong, take it wrong. But God wants us to be liberated from financial bondage that follows us every day of our life. It was Paul the Apostle that said in Ephesians 3 that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think 
according to the power that worketh in us. So when I carry these things, because the Bible promises us it's the will of God that we be free. But somehow in the translation of it all, I have to question myself, John eleven twenty six. my words, do I really believe this? Amaziah is made king of the southern two tribes that is titled Judah. The northern ten tribes are what are called commonly Israel. And the, the most dominant tribe in the northern ten tribes was Ephraim. So a lot of times after Rehoboam ascended to the throne and there was a division in Israel, a lot of times it's called Israel, sometimes it's called Ephraim. But it's referring to all the ten tribes that revolted against Rehoboam. The southern tribes are called Judah. All Jewish people with that heritage come from Judah. Well, Amaziah was made king over those two tribes, Judah. They were right with God. Israel was in and out. All this talk about, you know, oh, Lord, help me stay on focus this morning. It was the Jews that crucified the Messiah. We need to become like them, not the old them we do not. They're the ones that rejected God coming down in human flesh. Well, Amaziah had been made king of Judah. And some of the first things he does was, all right, all these old men that had just fire them, he killed them. And not only that, he said, go out there and let's get a real uh, little grasp on the number of army uh, men, men we can count on to build an army with. They came back, there's 300,000 about 20 years old and above that are armed, faithful, can handle a sword or a spear. And so he sends messengers up into backslidden Israel. He's got money. He's got power. He's got clout. And he sends a message to a people not living for God. Says, let me hire you. Got to be careful whose opinion you bring into your your life or living for God. You ought to be careful who you employ and allow space in your mind to talk to you about the important things of God. And so they bring back 100,000 men for 100 pieces of gold. Now when the man of God, the nameless prophet of God, gets wind of this, thank God, thank God for people that will stand up. Stand up to an organization, stand up to a movement, stand up to the masses, stand up to the popular move motion of, of, of the group. And the man of God goes to Amaziah, the king of Judah, who could have killed him just like he did the former officers, and said, listen, let me talk to you. You're not thinking right right now. Do you realize what you just did? God's anointing is upon us. Protection and hired people who offer, offer sacrifices to idols. I'm sorry today. I love you and I love anybody that you love. But I'm not asking people who don't live for God in this, in this precious truth. I'm not asking them for opinion on what my pastor preaches.
my wife's uncle, I think it's uncle, is a pastor of another church, another denomination, sending these little nuggets, what he thinks are nuggets. And I appreciate effort. I really do. But listen, this truth is precious. Now, souls are precious, okay? Souls are precious whether they know truth or not. But you have to guard what God has revealed to you. It's not up for sale there. I don't want someone's opinion, even if they mean well, when I'm trying to show them you must be born again of water and spirit. I'm not open to another. I'm not open to another opinion. And he said to the man of God, you better think about this. When you bring them into our midst, do you realize what possibilities might avail themselves to us? Do you realize what one in four, how they could infiltrate, penetrate the fiber of holiness among us? Now, don't go off on me here. Sinners, sinners belong in the front row just like saints do, all right? But I'm talking about a precious truth. And that man of God told the king, we don't need them. We don't have to just because you feel insecure. We don't need that. And the king feels a little check in his spirit. And he says, uh-oh. But now what do I do about all that gold I already gave them? I've already paid them in advance. And the king said to the man of God, what shall we do? Should I ask for a refund? They didn't work like that. King's worried about the money. The man of God just said, he is able to give you much more than this. He's just saying, let it wash. Don't worry about it. God can take the little we offer and make much out of it. God can take our little penance and make an overwhelming, abundant flow out of it. I, I just want to tell somebody today, I'm the greater way. I'm not going to spend one moment of time worried about. And here's what I want you to know in unity with what I just said. 2022 was a blessed year for the Palmer Pentecostal Church. I didn't say everything went right. We've been sideways. We've been inside out. But when it all washes out, we've got more today than we had this time last year. God is blessed. Some of you will recall, especially now that I'm reminding you, the first Sunday of 2022, one year ago today, we didn't even meet that day. There were these ridiculous winds going on out there. And the church had no power, and we had no power, and you had no power. And so at the last minute, I called Brother Rob or texted him. Where you at, Rob? I'm trying to hunt on my nose. I'm messing with you, bro. Called Brother Rob and said, you got about 15 minutes. I want you to preach online this morning. You know what I love about Brother Rob, Sister Kristen? One of the things, they didn't go, oh, Pastor, I need a month to prepare. Will you call me before you come visit me? They don't do any of that stuff. And I, I watched it, <coughs> got online, did a great job. That's how we started the year out. We started, that was tremendous. The wind was horrible. 
Losing power and heat for a couple days was not fun. We had church online. We dealt with two, at least two, but I'm talking about from the, ter from the terminology of church attendance. We dealt with two pretty sizable COVID flare-ups where at least 30, 35 people in his house just got over another bout this past week of COVID. We dealt with two major windstorms, one to start the year, One to end the year. And we dealt with snow. All kind of stuff, Brother Nathaniel, that'll just get on a person's nerves eventually. But listen to this. We had in 2022 the best overall and the best average. I keep record. Where did my glasses go? Anybody see them fly off anywhere? Oh, there we are. I keep record. Every service for the trace, somebody said, best we've had in five years. We had the second highest ever number of attendees on Easter Sunday in 2022. Second highest ever. I've been here 32 years going on. Second highest ever. We had, we had at least 17 water baptisms and at least seven Holy Ghost baptisms in the year. Population picture. This is from 2021. Whether that's pretty small, you're not going to be able to read that, obviously, or maybe you can. But that says from Sutton to the Butte, through Palmer, through Fort Farm Loop, Fishhook, the 39,000, just over 39,000 people that live in that small area. 39,000 plus people. On my siesta, I told you. That God challenged me. I, something, something triggered in my soul. And as sure as I'm standing here today, God told me, I want you to start vocalizing a number. And I, I just thought, what number are you talking about? A number! And I'm going to tell you what immediately popped into my brain. 500. And then immediately right after that followed up another pastor's statement to me, Brother Lindsay. 300 seats in PPC, that's more than enough for Palmer. But I felt invited into the realm of the incredible, and that's exactly what I'm standing on today. I said 500 might sound ridiculous. When we're sitting with 150 here this morning, you think 500, and I can't even get them all in here. Now, there, we, how we go? How we go? Our God is able. Able, 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 able. Do you know that 500 is one and a quarter percent of 39,000? One 
0.28 to be exact, percent of 39,000. God can do much more than this. I'm not trying to hype you up. Some of that's what you think is what I'm doing. I'm just telling you. The state of the church is a whole lot better off today than it was a year ago in every regard. Physical, emotional, financial, relational. And as a witness, I remembered that scriptural promise in First Chronicles 4.10, the prayer of Jabez, it's called. He said, oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast. Don't pray such a selfish prayer, pastor. I didn't start the conversation. God asked me what has become of my dream. And why don't you start vocalizing a number? You heard me talk about that. And the Bible said, he just said, would you enlarge my coast? Would you bless me? And the Bible said, God granted him that which he requested. God granted him that which he requested. I'm not going to spend much more time than just a, a flash in a, in a pan here by saying to skeptics and naysayers, get out of the way if you don't believe it. One of my favorite verses, one of my favorite verses out of the, out of the gospel of Matthew is 9 and 29. When Jesus said, your faith, God is able. You know what, you know what, folks? God has a plan for PPC. We're not, we're not trying to find it. We're in it. We're not feeling God out to where we fit. We're in the middle of it. We're not wondering, are we in the right path? And that old skeptical, skeptical guy stood by the gate of Samaria. There had been a famine throughout all the country. A little bit of dove's dung was sold for a small fortune. There was nothing to eat. And Elisha, the man of God, gets up in 1 Kings 7, verses 1 and 2 is the story, and he prophesies, you know, about this time tomorrow, God is going to give so much. God is going to pour out so much that you could buy flour and meal for just a little bit of change. And that skeptic stood over there and goes, oh, really? If God opened the windows of heaven, it couldn't happen that quickly. That's kind of like the man saying, you know, he's the God of the hills and valleys. God of the hills, but he's not a God of the valleys. He can do anything. And the Bible said, Bible said Elisha prophesied it. Verse 2, please, sis. Hey, if God took personal time out of his schedule, I don't know that it could happen like that. And Elisha said to this naysayer, hey, you're going to be invited to the picnic, but you aren't eating. You're going to see the bounty, but you're going to leave hungry. Oh, Jesus. You're going to witness with your own eyes that God is able. With Norman, with Kim, with your sons, with your brothers. Hey, 
question, the question is not, can God do it? The question, according to your faith, he is well able, well able, well able. Uh, can you go back to that uh, population screen there for a moment? I think I... Brother Larry, you see that uh, third one at the bottom? There's 1,600 people on Lazy Mountain. I challenge you, Travis. One percent. One percent of Lazy Mountain. No, that's ten percent. Yeah. Name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's faith right there. That's faith right there. Where do you fit? Where do you live? Palmer, Wasilla, Sutton, Meadow Lakes, Butte, Lazy Mountain, Fishhook, Farm Loop. I didn't even have any idea. They were going on 3,000, pushing it. People in Farm Loop? Yep, yep, yep. Well, Pastor, not feeling too anointed lately. Pastor, I'm not feeling, might be tripping over something in your own walk with God. But nothing's changed in my ministry, nothing's altered in my approach. These leaders here, they're giving their best. They're working. They're cleaning the church so that when those visitors come, the bathrooms are presented. People come to pray. I want someone to leave this day, this church, this day thinking, you know what? Any of those impossibilities that I have been living behind, those shackles that have burdened me for years in my head or in my wallet, in my health or in my ministry, he is able. And we don't need the world's help. That's what, that's what the prophet took exception with, with the king. You don't need to hire those people to do the work of God. Best soul winners in the house are the new people. I'm just telling you. I mean, percentage-wise. He is... But, no, no, no exceptions. He is able. You know what Joseph told his brothers when they were sitting there begging him for mercy? Came back into Egypt, all that ordeal that went on where he sent them back to Jacob and they got halfway home and they opened their satchels and, oh, our money's in there. And they were, Jacob told them, chapter 43, even though his hands orchestrated it, he said, it's God that put money in your sacks. That's Genesis 43, 23. He said, it, it may have been my orders and my servants' hands that carried it out, but God orchestrated the plan. God is at work right now. And you, we can't even hardly, sometimes we can't even tread water. I get it. Life's difficult. 
But God is working on those people that we don't even think about right now. God sees them sitting in that empty seat next month, in that empty row right there next June. He is able, he is able, he is able, he is able, he is able. And let's do something out of the box here, all right? I don't want you looking around. Please, please don't try to intimidate people. Don't make people feel bad by looking around. That's not what this is about. In your own way, in your own hearts, out of your own heart's content. I just want you to show me your hand today when I ask you this. If you're looking for deliverance from something that binds you and has hindered your growth, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, in the church, on your... Please, please don't look around who's raising their hand. Just show God and your pastor today. And give me, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I want a picture so I know how to pray for you. Come on. Hold on. I want to pray for you every time I see this picture. Strongholds are to be broken. It is not the will of God that we be bound. Remember this, he is able. He is able. Precious Savior, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you've done, but what you're going to do. Thank you for your plans that you have toward us. Plans of mercy and compassion, victory. We thank you, Lord, for that, God, today. Bind every stronghold. Hinder the hindrances, God. Shackle the shackles, Savior. Tear down the things that are trying to destroy us today. Let there be perfect liberty. Let there be perfect freedom. Let there be apostolic joy. Let there be Bible. Place be torn down and not to return. God, we thank you for it today because you are absolutely able. You are completely able. You are above all things able, 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 able. Hallelujah, hallelujah.